Are we on? We're on. We're on. It's Monday morning. For you, it's 10 a.m. For me, 7.15. You're welcome. Wow. I expect accolades. <laughs> I want credit. I want garlands. <laughs> Rewards, trophies, conquesting nations, because I am up early to bring you the self-evident podcast. Thank you so much for joining. You like that? Yeah. Yeah, that wow. was good. That was uh, you got your boy, Mike. You got your boy, Easy. I don't have Massey's camera on right now. Yeah, because we don't have Massey. I don't know what to do here. Neither do I. I guess we'll just end the show. Thank you guys for watching. I, uh, see you Friday. I'm scared. I'm scared. Thank you. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> let's let's do a quick experiment first. Uh, okay. Mike, how, how was your day yesterday? My day. Okay, I found it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so many things have been swapped out around here. I should have done that before. But Oh, you were, you were just testing? Yeah. Testing, anyway. testing, testing. Anyway, I'm so tempted to make you play the worship video, but I'm not going to make you do that <laughs> because I just, it always makes me laugh. <laughs> Don't. Forever. standing side friends is exactly how this morning is going to go it's going to be beautiful aren't you just standing side i'm right just now? standing side right now <laughs> anyways thank you for joining us do not forget to write where you're from i have some people who do it faithfully Every single time they're on. And thank you to those of you who listen to what we ask you to do. I appreciate that. Do not forget to go to theselfevidenttruth.com. Check out the blog. Check out our merch. Get yourself a shirt. Get yourself a hat. Uh, Massey and Carrie, they were actually in Georgia as of the time of recording this. My guess is they're just kind of waking up, yawning, stretching, and getting ready to come back. But Massey had a couple of events in Georgia. So be sure to pray for them for their travels back. So I've got Easy in the house. He and I are going to handle this thing, and you guys are going to enjoy it because you are. You will. You will enjoy this. Or else. Or else. You heard it from the man himself. Today, we are going to talk about and uh, withhold your reactions of, oh, this is going to be boring. Okay. I understand the title sounds boring. God and the law. Okay. Oh, geez. God. Oh, geez. Man, can we talk about drama like classified documents or whatever? Here, I would rather change your mind and help you see things in a different light than talk about something we already know and understand that Biden. Forever. He where he put classified documents. Um, I have no clue why, but the worship video just started playing for no reason. Oh, that wasn't you? No. I thought you pressed something. No. <laughs> I, I was hands off everything. It just started playing. Hey, God's trying to tell us something. <laughs> We're all standing side. Now, this video, this this podcast, however you're taking in this information, it is important to the whole breadth of what we're doing this year. And this could really be a series. 
honestly, this could be a book. This could be volumes. But I don't think anybody really wants to read a book by a couple of yahoos on the internet. So instead, we're going to distill it down into a single episode just to give you a taste. I feel like a lot of people read a bunch of books made by yahoos, yahoos on the, the internet. internet. Yeah. That, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. So we don't want to be like them. Somehow Hillary Clinton sold millions of copies of her book. Just so happened to be oligarchs and princes in the Middle East. But, you know, amazing. I bet it made a really good Kindle. <laughs> I'm sure it did. <laughs> and not just the Kindle pad. Oh. <laughs> Last person out, shut the door on your way out, please. All right. So. I kind of struggled on how to start this whole conversation because where do you start? This is such a massive title, God and the law. Where do you start from this? So we could discuss the origin of law itself, right? We could discuss the origin of man in the sight of God, how that connects to law or the traditions of American law and upholding God. But I'm going to try and take a simplistic approach to help you fill in the gaps because the more gaps we fill in on this whole thought process, on this whole philosophy, the easier it is to see what we need to see going on around us. Make sense? Because we can throw out that word liberty, law, God, blah, blah, blah. But if we don't understand the process, we can get ourselves into trouble real quick. Easy, you got something? Nope, I'm ready. Oh, okay, I thought you... you I saw you had your hand on the thing. No, I was trying to be proactive. I appreciate that. That's what proactive gets me. So we're going to discuss natural law and God's role in how our government structure has been designed to work. These points. Now, this is important for our friends who are over the sea or to the north of us. These points do have a place in English common law, which means nations still considering themselves part of the English empire, Canada, Australia, or birth from the English empire, could make an argument that they should still herald to the common law system. What was common law? You hear this term thrown around, especially by historical experts or those who care about constitutional law and all that. You're like, common law, common law, what does that mean? What does that mean? Common law is an evolving structure of law of where they took, it, it's kind of like case law that we've got now. They took rulings and decisions from around English countryside that were happening and they, they took the ones that worked well and they put them into the system. They go, Ooh, this makes sense. I understand why they did that. This is a good method. Let's put this together. So common law is really the, the development and the maturation of law structure. As opposed to the idea that all of the laws, concrete, no matter what, placed down by a couple of people at one point, nothing's affected it. Make sense? So common law is the evolution of law in the English structure. Works out works out right this is important and we'll get to that in a little bit but where should we begin easy where do you think we should begin god boom boom where else <laughs> where else would it begin it begins with god because god began it yeah Ooh. Ooh. begins with god because god began it hashtag it send it out let's facebook do it post. game on facebook post now, God created humans with the intention that they would live without external laws. Think about that. The law was not 
in charge in the garden. Man was in communion with God. So there, there didn't need to be external laws because man was in direct communion and reliance on God. Now, as we all know, man decided too much of a good thing. Need to screw this thing up, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now, this was in the spirit of love, okay? And and some noits, noits, some notes that that I'm using uh, have have been researched and put together by our great researcher Paul. And the beautiful thing, so I'm going to go on aside just for a second. The beautiful thing about Paul about anybody who's a researcher or puts together information, puts together thoughts, you may not always agree on everything. And I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not throwing Paul under the bus on this, but he and I don't agree on everything. And he will put stuff in the notes that I don't agree with, right? And one of the reasons that I don't tend to include stuff he puts in that I don't agree with is because I don't want it to be me putting his argument forward for him right. without him a chance to respond. Right. So Paul, you're probably listening, probably watching. That's exactly why if there's things I skip over or either it's, it's for uh, consistency sake to put my thoughts in, or it's because I noticed the point that I would disagree with it and I don't want to do you a disservice by just throwing it out to everybody and going, so here's why I don't agree with that. We right. should have him on the podcast sometime. We do need to because he's he has some important disagreements with, say, Massey and I, for instance, on the the worth of the Constitution and the men who put it together. Right. Now, now, he's not selling out the Founding Fathers wholesale. That's not what he's doing. He feels the Constitution uh, was an inferior product compared to the Articles of Confederation. Uh, there's a couple other things that, that I've... I won't list just because I would rather him put out his point. But you're right. Maybe we should have him on and go yeah. self-evident versus Paul it's, of self-evident. It does show the <laughs> fact that the thing is you and Massey are both pastors. You right. both preach. You both are in the word heavily. And so is Paul. Paul, right. he's not a – is he a pastor? Is he considered a pastor? <sighs> he works, Loosely, yes. He, he he works for the church. And yeah. He, He's obviously deep in the word in in a relationship with the Lord, but has differing views on things that that we connect a lot of scripture to. Right. I mean, even even just going over law immediately, what I'm thinking about when you brought up Adam and Eve is the fact that law didn't exist back then because the knowledge of sin didn't exist exactly. and law could only exist with the knowledge of sin. You are taking away my sermon on Wednesday. <laughs> no, but you're absolutely right. And that's that's something I am going to talk about Wednesday. Tune into Revive live stream Wednesday night. Go to um, reviveusnow.com. Because that's something that I'm going to connect is we didn't have knowledge of good and evil in the garden before we ate of the fruit. Well, eating of the fruit opened our eyes, but the problem was we still didn't get the full knowledge yeah. right and it introduced the law because the law became a tutor right and I've, I've, I've got a lot more to it but it's it's important for us to understand that right so moving forward 
the people were relying on their communion with God. Adam and Eve, the people, were relying on their communion with God, and therefore they were a state of good, right? God directed, he conversed, and man did not have his eyes open to the knowledge of good and evil yet. Then they ate of the fruit. Because they desired wisdom of the knowledge of good and evil, this introduced sin into the world and brought man under the law. You notice that. Knowledge of good and evil, all of a sudden, you have to have law to discern because the Spirit died in them. Make sense? External laws are ineffective. And I fully agree with Paul on this. this. This is a very libertarian view. We're very libertarian in this sense. External laws are ineffective. Murder still happens frequently. Assaults and theft likewise continues mostly unabated. The heart of humans is evil continually. Are you starting to put the pieces together? And this is something we've talked about before is those pieces of law external laws they may slow down the tide to a certain respect uh, there's there's an adage that in ecuador drunk driving first offense bullet to the forehead so people say what wow. do you not have a problem with drunk driving okay yeah you might be right but you uh, have a problem with murder right <laughs> now i i do not know if that is true about ecuador that's right. That's like saying genocide but, is the solution to all problems. Thank you. You're not technically wrong, but that doesn't make it right. Thank you. And in the Middle East, Middle East, right? They talk about certain countries in the Middle East. You have no theft, right? No problems like right. that because because the government harshly punishes them. I mean, right. Look at um, look at parts of Japan or even parts of Korea. There, I I was watching a video and they were talking. I have a camera. Angle. I was wondering Ooh. when you were going to put it. Yeah, because I've been making all these funny gestures and just being silent and leaving you in that awkward silence. Of course. So, but there are like parts in Japan where they'll have like little side, like side highway shops set up. Um, it it, it might be Japan. It might be some other um some other country, but they have little unmanned side highway shops, and all you do is just pick what you need. And then there's a little box that has a sign that says pay here. Yep. People have that that kind of honesty and respect to leave the money there, even though I would say integrity too, to leave the money there when nobody else is watching. Right. And people believe that law, the lack of law will automatically open you up to vice, licentiousness, wickedness. But the problem is wickedness is already in the heart. Yeah. And so whether you have a law or not is not going to determine whether or not a person with wickedness in their heart will actually perform the the crime, right? Yeah. It's I'm going to steal some more from your sermon. It's yeah, a lot like what it. what Paul the apostle says um when he's when he's talking about, well, should we then not follow the law because we then have Christ in our hearts? And he says by no means in fact, on the contrary, we're supposed to uphold the law. We're supposed to uphold all things that are good. Right. And to your point, the whole reason Christ was sent was because we cannot uphold the law. We cannot fulfill it. The, the Israelites proved that, that God put forth the law. He said, okay, 
I'm going to I'm going to tell you what the law is, and you're still not going to follow it. Yep. Right. They couldn't even follow it when it was coming down the hill. <laughs> Moses gets to the bottom of the hill. They've already messed it up. <laughs> and then he throws it on the ground, smashes it, and he's got to go back up and make more. It's like, jeez. Oh, Come on, guys. 15, 15 seconds. Gone for 15 seconds, and you can't control yourselves. This is us, humanity. This is us. How often do we do that, though? We get a, All a the beautiful time. miracle from God, and then the moment we go a season without anything, God is like, all right, I'm still here, Yep, but I want you to make it through this season. Right. I know you can. I'm going to be a little quiet, but I'm going to be closest to you. And then all of a sudden, we just start putting up idols in our lives. We start, Where are you, God? We start blaming God yeah. for things. <laughs> it's it's hysterical because I'm not saying these things to convict other people. I'm saying these things because I've done We all this. do it. We all do it. And, and I will put it this way. There was one freaking rule in the garden. One rule. One. And it wasn't don't eat. It was, don't eat this thing. You have all of these plants and trees. And, you got the and you Oreo tree. Every, yeah, sure. The, the Twinkie yeah. tree and the cupcake tree, the right? pub sub you, tree. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. You, you have all of this. See that, see that tree over there? That one tree? Adam, are you, are you looking? That one tree. You know what? Just don't even go near it. Okay? Just you can't don't eat it. of it. Ignore it. It's not even there. See the tree of life? Dude, eat to your heart's content. Go for it. I really wonder the amount of time. Like, I could see it like a five-year-old. 15 minutes. Well, that, you know, we, we could eat from that tree. That's how <laughs> – that we don't have any, like, time perception in that – I would say that early into the Bible. I mean, right. it's no, there's no, it just goes from be hundreds God of made woman. And then along came the serpent, which, mm -hmm. which makes it sound like she spawned in. And then five minutes later, <laughs> the snake came up and he was like, Hey, take a look at this. Yeah. And, and we bought it wholesale. We couldn't follow that one rule. Okay. So we're belaboring the Back point, but Christ Christ fulfills all of that. Christ says he came to fulfill the law and the prophets. Christ is that one who could do it. We can't. That's why Christ paid our penalty for us, then hands his righteousness to us. When we accept that righteousness, what we're saying is, I can't do it on my own. You paid it for me. You did it. You fulfilled it. You're offering it to me. Man, I accept that. And then you walk with Christ, right? It's the Spirit who can lead men into all truth. And we have to understand that. Man thought he could get truth off on his own process, but we need the Spirit, communion with God, right? Yeah. So, until we are resurrected, okay, we're still in this system, and we are still sitting within our flesh sacks, breathing, sweating, and drooling as we lumber across this beautiful earth. Okay? So beautifully. Isn't poetic. it? It's poetic. Wow. 
and God knows our hearts are wicked. So in Romans, Paul says, there is none righteous, not even one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become useless. There is none who does good. There is not even one. Their throat is an open grave. With their tongues they keep deceiving. The poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their paths. And the path of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. What was law? A tutor to point towards Christ. Once you have Christ, you are still a fleshly being. Your body has still been from, made from the seed of your father. And the curse of sin is passed from father to child. Make sense? Yeah. So you're still at war in your flesh and your spirit. So we can't go the route of, ah, well, Christ died for me, and so sin is forgiven, so I can do whatever I want. Hey! I picture the Muppets running all around. Hey! I think that imagery actually kind of blew my mind the most when I first, like, was taught that. The fact that the curse of sin is carried on through man. Right. Because the original man committed that. That's the reason why Jesus had to come from the seed of God. Because... God was sinless and he came through the woman, the one that wasn't cursed, but still right. was in sin. Right. The curse of sin follows through the seed of the father. Dude, we're cursed, man. We are. But, <laughs> but we are renewed. We are made new. Yeah. With Christ. And that's, that's the whole peace that clips in on this whole thing but we're going to get into this idea of natural law right because some may say oh well the law is gone now christ is here the law is fulfilled through christ now i do believe christ says not a jot nor a tittle man i'm giving away my sermon not a jot nor a tittle will disappear until the old heaven and earth have passed in revelation it says the old heaven and earth have passed and the new heaven and earth come down. In the new heaven and earth, if you notice, the description says the tree of life with 12 kinds of fruit is there. What I find interesting is there is absolutely positively no mention of the law or the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I think that's very important. There would be no no more evil at that point. And communion with God has been restored. So there's you you don't seek the knowledge on your own. Yeah. You're in communion with God. God directs. God you rely on the Holy Spirit all the way through, right? And you have a resurrected body that is no longer of the flesh, the cursed flesh, right? When you start to see the pieces clipping, oh, it makes sense, right? So, natural law there is natural law. There is a bedrock, a foundation, something moving underneath the surface of reality that is considered natural law. This is what the founders were talking about when they talk about natural law, right? The, the, the knowledge of good and evil, right? Good and evil as it exists, okay? Now, in Romans, 
2, 14 through 15, Paul says, for when Gentiles who do not have the law instinctively perform the requirements of the law, these, though not having the law, are a law to themselves. That in they show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience testifying and their thoughts alternately accusing or else defending them. Wait a second. How can they perform requirements of a law if they don't even have or know? Because it is written on their hearts. Yeah. You every, see that? Every man from birth is given, it has a God-given sense of morale. Exactly. And that's going to be important when we get into the American framework. So stick with me here. I, I appreciate you guys sticking with me. I hope this is helping. I hope this is teaching something. Uh, you're gathering something from this because there is a... a Activation solution side to the end of this. There's something deep within us that points to the law and recognizes the proper pathway. This is where the atheistic argument of morality and good and evil just evolve. I think it's it's weak and it kind of cuts itself off at the branch because what they say is, ah, well, those traditions of men, we don't need those anymore. Well, wait a second. If those traditions those religions are actually pointing to something true that is beyond all of us, then maybe we shouldn't cut the branch. Maybe we need those there to be that, that entryway into it, that avenue into recognizing that truth. Just because the truth is dusted off and uncovered by us doesn't mean that we don't still have to have it. Because what will quickly happen, and men have proven it over time, and this is part of this whole argument, is men will cover it back up. Yep. Wickedness in their heart will overwhelm what their heart recognized as good. It, it, it is devolving without a pointer back. What's that pointer? recognition of the natural law therefore recognizing a natural law giver i had somebody not too long ago on one of the youtube videos comment about uh laws instituted by man or something like that and and if i remember correctly they're respectful about it so it's no problem one of the things that i said though is whether or not you believe in god it's still important to recognize the higher authority that's giving the law because if you remove that higher authority what you're actually doing is saying ah so other men are instituting authority over me which means those other men can determine what is good or evil and now it's it's just like a fiat currency of morality it's subjective but if all of us, whether we decide or not that there actually is a God, we decide there is a higher power who gave us these rights, who set this natural law in place, then all of us recognize, wait a second, you can't just decide what you can give or take because you weren't the one to give it. And there may be atheists who say, oh, I don't agree with that. Um, it doesn't matter that that won't stop people. Well, you know, people can't be stopped <laughs> in a certain way. The wickedness of the heart, it's, it's a freight train. The only way it can be changed is through transformation of that heart. Mm -hmm. 
So God gave explicit laws to Israel because they needed to have it in writing. They needed to know and start to see, ah, I see God. Okay, you told me this, not this, this, not this, this, not this. Remember, he just pulled them out of Egypt. He had to get the Egypt out of them. And he, they were a people who were enslaved for 400 years, and all of a sudden they're on their own out in the wilderness. People, hey, well, you telling them not to mix their fabrics. If you have a fabric that shrinks and a fabric that doesn't woven together, what happens when you wash it? All of us will agree shellfish are the trash eaters of the sea. All of us will agree pigs are the trash eaters of the earth. There was a guy in China who was eating raw pork, and they pulled something like 1,400 worms out of his brain. Oh, oh my gosh. You know what, Lord? I understand. <laughs> right? So God puts stuff in place. Now, there's, there's religious or spiritual connotations to certain laws that God put in place and all of that. But either way, he had to put out for them laws and rules in order not just to govern their spiritual well-being, but how they actually live. Rotate your crops. If you're a farmer, you understand this. Now, modern-day farming, we shove nutrients back into the soil that we bought from Monsanto. Back then, they had to rotate their crops because otherwise every year nutrients are sucked out of the dirt and at some point that land has no nutrients to give to the crops. It makes sense, right? So God puts this in place. He gives explicit laws. He knows that in the morality sense, they need to know what was good and what was evil. That's why Romans 7 talks about it was the law that awakened us, awakened the sin in us. And and I am holding that part for Wednesday night. Yes. So therefore, the law has become our tutor to lead us to Christ, to point us towards Christ. Ah, I see. That man is perfect because he measures up against the law. So that we may be justified by faith. Faith in Christ is what actually justifies you, not the law. Because guess what? If you're looking at the law on your own, you will never be able to fulfill it, and you will never know it perfectly. Boom. Because even the Pharisees didn't know it perfectly. Christ kept telling them, you're, you're getting this all wrong, dude. Because what happens? We leave the heart out of the equation. That's what Christ was pointing to the whole time. You left the heart out of the equation. You're saying, oh, I don't commit adultery, so I'm perfect. Yeah, but you've lusted in your heart. That's adultery. I haven't murdered. Yes, but you hated your brother in your heart. That's murder. Do you see? Christ goes to people when he comes on the scene and says, you think you're doing good, but you're still wickedness. You are an empty tomb, he says to the Pharisees. Whitewashed tombs. Tomb, dead, dead. You think you're alive, but you're dead. Why? Because you've left the inside out. This is why Christ was so important. He didn't just come to fulfill the law. He came to point it out. He came to convict. He came to show how far you actually are from following the law. And when you accept that, then all of a sudden you recognize his significance. Otherwise, go ahead and try to fulfill the law, the natural law, God's law, 
fulfill it by yourself. See how far you get. How quickly before you tell a lie? You'll fail before you even start it. You'll, you'll probably fail in saying that you can do it. <laughs> actually, you do technically because you're lying. You can't actually do it. But I digress. This, something's in this coffee, man. This is good. Yeah. Um, don't worry about yeah. that. No. Well, <laughs> easy handles all things. So God bakes law into natural things, into nature. And the Enlightenment period... Now, this happened before the Enlightenment. This goes all the way back to the ancients, but the idea really developed and solidified in the Enlightenment period, especially with Locke, Rousseau, these kind of guys, this idea of natural law. So natural law has been proposed in various ways since the ancients, but the American framework most direct, directly relates to a guy like John Locke, who said, and listen closely, first, the divine law, whereby I mean that law which God has set to the actions of men, whether promulgated to them by the light of nature or the voice of revelation, that God has given a rule whereby men should govern themselves. I think there is nobody so brutish as to deny. In other words, you're brute if you're going to even deny this. A man put something in us to guide us, to govern us, the conscience, right? Locke seemed to say that men were owned by God as human beings and that yet they also own themselves. God owns you, but you own yourself. You are a steward of yourself, right? So Jefferson echoes Locke in the Declaration of Independence. This is where we get into the American system. This is why it's so important. Because if you don't understand that natural law is that foundation of the whole American system, what you will believe is that your laws are set by men to govern other men and keep them moral. And then when you watch laws get put into place, you think, ah, that'll keep people moral. That'll protect me. That'll keep me safe. The whole crux of the argument is those laws are external laws. You can do nothing with them unless you change the heart of men because it is a self-controlled man that will decide it's best for me to not do this. It is a man who is completely given in to his desires and his wickedness who goes, I don't care what the law is. I want that. He becomes a beast. It's just like, uh, was it uh, John Adams? John Adams said that a government like this is wholly inadequate for a immoral and un uh, for it's only adequate for a moral and religious people. Start calling this the easy show. You're absolutely right. And I will get to that in a second. Sorry. But you're right. No, no, no you're good. You're good. I'm surprised I'm hitting all it. of these these notes without even like reading the podcast notes beforehand. <clears throat> you have been docked two weeks pay. Okay, so Declaration of Independence. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people, necessary for a people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another. In other words, we as the colonies, we are dissolving the political bands between us and you, England. And to assume among the powers of the earth, everybody's watching, the separate and equal station. We're equal. We're all men. We're all equal. We're saying we are dissolving this bond between us 
we're going our own way because we are all equal. We are not just divine subjects placed under the thumb of you. You're not a more, you're not a more better person than me. Amazing. Amazing. So he says, the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. Liberty. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. And then they go into the causes, the, the grievances they have of why they feel they need to separate. It was not just, no, nah, we don't like you anymore. We're moving on. <laughs> no, they, 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 they very much put out all these things that go, you've been doing all of this to us for years, for decades. We have tried and tried and tried. We are trying to make amends, and you won't do it. So at this point, we have to brush the dust off and walk away. This reference, this references the laws of nature and nature's God. In other words, the law at the core of creation, the thing that is within our hearts and that was set at the foundation of creation. So the American system. Now, we took common law structure with us, which, in my eyes, was the process of trying to rediscover nature's law hmm. and putting it into place. Now, obviously, man is man. So the purity of such a statement that we're uncovering nature's law, God's law, it's optimistic. Plenty of people are swayed by their own hearts. And what sounded good can actually be foolishness. Hence why we need God. Whoa, whoa. And we'll get to that, Mr. John Adams. But the idea of natural law is there that is a bedrock foundational law structure that upholds all of nature and creation. I'm going to keep hammering this because we have to understand nature's law is underneath all of it. Now, government likes to get its dirty paws on the law and shift it to become something it was not intended to be. Why? Because wicked men are at the helm of wickedness, <laughs> tyranny, authoritarianism. Mm -hmm. Don't forget, when Israel was a new nation, God gave them a judge's system. This meant there was no central authoritarian force over top of them. God was their king, but humans, being humans, gave that up and clamored for a king. So God gave it to them and used that system they wanted to usher in himself as king cheeky mm -hmm. it's smart he did he really did you guys aren't going to be able to do it you want this whole government structure of of authority over you fine i'll be at the head just give me a little time but no they wanted one right then and there exactly also i just found the uh the john adams quote oh here. good i'm, I'm so. glad you found it I'm glad I could spoil it for. <laughs> <laughs> so for ages since Jesus, men have claimed a divine mandate for their rule, including a divine status that made them better than the people they ruled over. This was part of the argument that was going on at the time was, was the king divinely part of the line, divinely given, and so therefore having divine authority? We actually see that in the Catholic Church. I'm not throwing my Catholic brethren under the bus, but papal authority is very similar to divine king authority. 
the Reformation beginning around 1512, followed by the Enlightenment, began changing that whole idea in political structure. Treaties like the Magna Carta began tearing down this idea of divine nature and authority. Magna Carta said, wait, you have this much power. We want you to have that much power. The Protestant movement tore down the idea that the pontiff of the Catholic Church had exclusive authority from God to rule over people. This began the idea that all men are created equal and have a right to choose their government and laws. In other words, when you defend the idea of all men are created equal and therefore government should not have divine authority over you, you are actually being more progressive than the progressives who clamor for authoritarianism. Ooh, Ooh that'll blow your mind. Because you are actually saying all men are created equal and so therefore no government authoritarian structure should overwhelm the individual rights of a man. So who are the progressives now? Does that make us Ooh. the progressives? Oh, I mean, back, back in the founding fathers' Itchy. times, they were the progressives. Mm -hmm. They were very progressive. So about... I think technically we're the progressives. Oh, welcome to self-evident podcast, the progressive network. Woo! Woo! We're liberals. Hey, actually, technically we are, but I don't ever use that term because America has so twisted it. Yep. We are classical liberals. Look it up. U.S. Constitution enshrined these values in governing documents. President John Adams declared. Now, there this is, is where it all clips into place. Our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. Wholly inadequate to the government of any other people than those who are morally and religious. So, Mike, what does that mean? That means your heart is wicked. If you are not a moral and religious people, the Constitution will fail. Mm -hmm. You need Jesus. You need Jesus. <laughs> Can I pray for you? Bless your heart. Bless your heart. <laughs> God loves you. So for nine ninety five, <laughs> for nine ninety five a month, you can know Jesus loves you. And that Affirm is a joke, my friends. <laughs> Confirm your eternal security. Yeah, yeah, Confirm your eternal security. Dial 1-800-555-SAVED. Speaking of which, if you guys want to support us, you can go to theselfevidenttruth.com and support us with our torch fairs. <laughs> we, we should have you do that. And then we'll speed it up like 200%. Oh, do it. And like run in, it as, like a, a, as an audio thing. Yeah. And don't forget. Tune in now to check out Mike and Easy E. Exactly. See, we're going to work on that. Awesome. We're, we're creating every day for you guys. We're on, we're on the front lines. All right. I got to finish all this up. So I got to go to work. All right. So plenty of the founders felt and agreed that the system being set up could not last unless the people remained moral, virtuous, and righteous. It makes sense. If you set because the system was not designed to have a law about every single little thing. It was not designed to to govern every single aspect of your life. Whether you're Jew, Greek, liberal, conservative, left, right, atheist, uh, Christian, no matter what you are, wouldn't you rather government having less influence on all of your daily affairs? Yeah. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't it be nice 
if there's a little less of government looking over your shoulder going, mm, I don't know, you didn't fill that out quite right. Jim! Okay? There's, there's a reason something within us craves liberty. Plenty of us have tried to cover over that with safety, fear. Don't get Mike started on the whole seatbelt. Yeah, thing. yeah, no. Oh, seatbelts <laughs> designed by Satan. Did himself. you learn nothing from right. Dora? Seatbelts so we can be safe. <laughs> I'm going to get so much, so much hate mail. So on we this. can be safe. Yes, exactly. Okay, they understood. The founders understood the system needed to be simple. And it gave a lot of leeway to the people to determine their path forward, just like God did in the Old Testament. And they knew the risk. They understood their risk. Adam said it is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. Why? Because if men do not follow the natural law and are self-governed and are not self-governed, they will require more and more laws over them because other men will see, ah, oh, they're not doing what they're supposed to do. They're not self-governed. We need to put another law over them because that'll control them. Men's hearts must be changed and transformed. And then the natural law will have more respect from us. Yeah. So look, law is not the solution. The heart transformation is the solution. Law can become a weapon of wickedness trampling on people's liberty. Ah, there's the word, liberty. Ah. The law, and in its wake, all the collective forces of the nation not only have diverted from its proper direction, but made to pursue the one entirely contrary. The law became the tool of every kind of avarice instead of being its check. The law is guilty of that very iniquity which it was its mission to punish. Truly, this is a serious fact. Frederick Bastiat. Another one from him. We still find the greedy hand of government thrusting itself into every corner and crevice of industry and grasping at the spoil of the multitude. Invention is continually exercised to furnish new pretenses for revenue and taxation. Man, if that is not the story today. Oh, well, we need to put a little more tax on this to help you. It watches prosperity as its prey and permits none to escape without a tribute. Do you understand how many times you're taxed? Through the course of a dollar in its lifespan, how many times that dollar is taxed? When you follow that progression, you realize that government is taxing you to death. Every chance they get, they will put their paws on your money. All in the name of good. Moral busybodies. The C.S. Lewis quote. Summary of that quote. Nothing is more dangerous than a moral busybody. At least wicked men rest. But the moral busybody will continually oppress you, telling themselves they're doing good for your good. In my opinion, one of the worst kinds of evil is the evil that genuinely thinks it's good. It's sick. It's sick. Ronald Reagan says, government exists to protect us from each other. Absolutely true. Protect your rights. Where government has gone beyond its limits is in deciding to protect us from ourselves. Tacitus said, the more corrupt the state, the more numerous the laws. Isn't that true? We see the corruption. So what is the first reaction of most people? 
oh, there's corruption there. We need a law. We need a law to stop that. Did, did, did that work the last 40 million times you tried it? Nope. I, I don't know. I'm just asking questions. We're not experts. No, no. I do not have a law degree. Oh. Sorry. So Forget everything, everything I said. Everything you just said over the past like 40 minutes, completely invalid. Yeah, it doesn't count. Nope. Um, so go find somebody with a law degree. Or somebody who knows something about a law degree. I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express. Oh. So I, would, I, does, I have that going for that me, okay? Does give you some credit. Yes. Mm. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Now, what 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 happens is the government becomes a tool of oppression and wickedness in its own right, forcing itself more and more on the people with the threat of violence. Now, the worst part, it threatens the people with violence and force if they don't do good. It's not just if you do bad. Now it's threat of force and violence if you don't do the good that they want you to do. Yeah, have you ever thought about this? Think about it. Your taxes are used to feed the homeless. The argument is, we're going to take your taxes and we're going to give it to those who need your money. A, no. B, if you don't pay your taxes, your house can get seized by force. Now, all of a sudden, you're the homeless person that's receiving the taxes from other people. Ooh. Oh, in other words, if you don't participate in doing what we deem good, we'll take your property. We'll punish you. And here's the kicker. All of this doing, we're going to tax you to do good. All of this good should already be things that the church is doing. And, and we continually make the art. Man, I sound like a, a remix record. Um, and we, we continually make this argument that the church is the one who's supposed to be doing that work. The problem is men are getting their hands into the affairs of the heart. Because goodness is an affair of the heart. Goodness is a product of the heart, an abundance of the heart. Actually, just as wickedness is. But when government tries to impel goodness, what happens is a perverted, twisted monster is Frankenstein. Government cannot impel you to do good because they cannot Put goodness in your heart. It's the same reason, or it's a similar reason as to why God made us not as robots. He gave us free, free will. will for a reason because he wanted us to choose to love him. He wanted us to choose to follow him. Yep. Another example of this. Canada, listen closely. Compelled speech. Mm. Using pronouns. We've watched this in Canada. The story put forward is that you are doing good by supporting somebody who wants you to use these pronouns. And I will point it out till I'm blue in the face. They're controlling speech, not person to person, but the speech you use to somebody else. Because I don't use pronouns when I'm talking to Easy E. I don't look at Easy E and say, he, him. How are you doing? Sounds ludicrous, doesn't it? No, I go, easy. How you doing, bro? 
if I were talking to Massey about Easy, then I go, he sounds like he's doing well today. Do you see the compelled speech? They are trying to make you do good. What frustrates me is that, okay, so I'm, I'm, don't judge me. I'm right, on, I'm on social media quite a bit. So I have a lot of friends who are like Christian influencers and post things like that. And I try to kind of spread what they're doing as long as I, of course, fall into agreement with what they're saying. And it's biblical truth. Right. And I have I have a few friends that I follow that I've known from my past, from past churches. And Instagram has a feature where you can put your pronouns right above your bio. It'll go right below your name. And what's frustrating is the fact that these these presumably Christians are following this agenda by simply submitting and putting those pronouns there. Right. Even if it's the the correct gender or or sexual identity of what what sex they are they're still submitting to that and they're still they're still following what you were saying that grammatical i guess law that has been put it's getting put into place especially in canada um bro jordan peterson is is i don't know if he actually has or if it's the threat but his license, his clinical license is at stake because he retweeted the conservative party leader. Now, in Canada, government controls stuff like the licensing boards. So you have government compelled speech they have determined that something he said was wrong and so therefore the government is going to punish him supposedly attempting to take away his livelihood future earnings future abilities because he said something that they don't like okay so because he's wrong and because all it takes to get your license revoked is being wrong what about every single scientist that worked on COVID? Every single scientist that worked on the vaccine? Well, and it, it's, it's in America, there was crushing of people who had an alternative, alternative narrative to all of that. So we've seen it in America as well. From government branches, we saw the crushing of a narrative. Yeah. The, the suppressing of speech. This is why. We cannot be informed of our natural law by government. We inform them of the natural law. Mm -hmm. We, those hearts that are transformed and are seeking the natural law, must redirect government and hold them within the constraints of God's natural law. Because all men are created equal. This is why liberty is so important, because liberty is not just a defended passive point. It is a weapon. Liberty is the weapon through which you battle oppressive forces who will attempt to make you do good or evil in their eyes. It all goes back to the knowledge of good and evil. Whew. All right. That was a good one. I hope you guys learned something because we are going to shift cultural mindsets in what it means to 
have a principle of freedom, liberty, all men are created equal. We are going to revive the meaning of these documents. I am done with us throwing these words out ad nauseum and not fully understanding and believing what they actually stand for. And even if it's not Massey and me, even if it's some new up-and-comer that is the one that, that finally helps the thing click into place for everybody, so be it. But we're going to pave the way so that person can do it. Yeah. And Lord, we pray that we can help that clicking in for people so that when they're standing before governments, when they're standing before principalities, notice I said that specifically, they have righteousness on their side. They have what God has given them on their side. But I end it today that unless you have Christ, it's all for naught. You will still die. You will leave behind a legacy to others, but you will still die. And it all clicks into place with Christ. Without Him, you are on your own to figure out what's good and evil. And I assure you, you will not get it right. Yeah. And so I, I implore, I encourage, I, I vehemently speak to you to say, figure out, figure out for yourself today, are you going to accept the gift that Christ gave? and accept him as Lord and Savior and follow him? Or are you going to attempt to do it yourself? All of us have to make that choice. So, guys, thank you so much for sticking with me through this. I hope it taught you something. I hope you, you, you clicked some things into place. And let us know your comments, your thoughts, your feedback. Let us know if this helps you. Let us know if, if this overarching series that we're doing is helping things churn in you. Until Friday, I got my boy Easy. You got me, Mike. Angie will have Massey on Friday with us as well. So until I then, will not be here Friday, unfortunately. That's right. Easy will not be here. So we've got Ice T taking over the controls. Yep. We all we all are excited for her. So all right. Until next time, guys. Have a great day. Great week. Love y'all. See ya. Thank <laughs> you.